I have a plan. That's for if things get really hard. Dance off, bro. Me and you. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know how this machine worked. Happy New Year, guys. Welcome to the Game Store Guardians, your irregularly, regularly scheduled, kind of getting on a regular schedule now podcast. Uh, I'm Will. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ben. And it is 2024, and we already have a lot of stuff going on. LVO's in a couple weeks. We have release dates for stuff. We have clarification on Red Skull, finally. Um... So I think that's probably where we should start because that's like breaking news. Do 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 do. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's that great of a leadership. <laughs> telling me, I, I, everyone on our Discord is telling me that I'm I'm wrong, but I think it's meh. I think it. I think it's good. I think it's probably the best version that's not ridiculously overpowered or ridiculously underpowered. I think it's where it needs to be. Yeah, probably. I. I was getting pretty i was not happy playing into rob with the better version of it when he started trying that out for the people on the people on uh looking for games on tts because it's real frustrating when they would like get that last damage through at the end so selfishly very happy about the ruling it makes things easier for me so pro ruling okay so before we get too deep into it let me read the forum post i have it up in front of me so it's basically going to be an errata to clarify the leadership. My Cabal is only for the strong. This is how it's going to read. Once per turn, while a non-grunt allied character is attacking, after rolling attack dice, but before the resolve critical step, you may treat one failure result in the attack roll as a critical result. If it does, after the attack is resolved, the attacking character loses one power. If it does not lose one power, it suffers one damage. So, for timing chart reasons, it's at the end of step six. Yeah, so what I, what I like about this ruling um, is it, it allows Red Skull's leadership to stay consistent with other abilities like this. So, now it's in line with Malekith. It's in line with Domino. Um, and I like that. I like the consistency. Um, I agree with, with Mike that uh, I am selfish and glad that it's not Reality Stone. Um, as a leadership, because that was not cool. Um, but I, I do appreciate the level of consistency now of anything that kind of sounds from, and that's how I think most of us were playing it, um, is kind of with the intention that it sounded very much like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do appreciate AMG coming out uh, in a in a fairly quick manner, you know, um, do we wish it was a little bit sooner? Sure. But, you know, I do appreciate that they were a little bit on top of it and uh, came out and said, all right, here we go. And it just stays in line with, with Malekith and Domino. And uh, I like it. I'm glad the ruling came before LVO. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if you guys saw, I know, Will, you were in the chat. Um, Nagoldar or Thoris, one of them, I've seen them post in a few different places that it's an errata. And that technically the errata, you know, isn't out yet or whatever. So there's still potential that it could be worded. There's still potential that the wording could be slightly different than maybe what we're looking at today. Although not much different, I'm sure. It's not going to be drastically different. But, yeah. Uh, I'll be curious to see when the when the actual full errata is out there and, you know, in documents and such to see if there's any minor differences. But I doubt it. But just worth noting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so yeah it's, it's important to it's important to mention that this is technically a nerf from how it was going to be on LVO. So yeah. yes. while while yeah. it is in line with um, how it was at Everwinter, which I think is significant to mention, not just because uh, we were all there, but um, it's significant to mention because Andy won that event using that leadership. Mm-hmm. So uh, Andy got second place. I'm sorry, 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 to, sorry, to, sorry. to our boy Art. Yeah, Come on out, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He got second, but he was using that leadership. So um, he was using it that way. So uh, I know that you know some people might be upset that it's probably the more modest version of it. Uh, I tend to agree that this is probably how it should have been. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not. It's not anywhere near useless or anything like that. Like and, uh, you know. yeah. And Andy himself was he was been saying on Discord that he was playing it the restrictive way and it was fine, so people shouldn't be dooming and glooming. And that guy kind of knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So I, I trust him on that. Yeah, Andy's a great player, and uh, I think I think you know I think most internet folks you know have a propensity to doomsay when something. No, goes never. <laughs> right. You know. So uh, Jeff, you bring up a really wonderful point. Uh, Andy Murray, who is a really good player. Uh, has been successful, you know, with the restricted uh, version of <clears throat> of this leadership. So it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Just bring Mysterio, apparently. So and uh, just kill everybody with four die attacks. True. Right, Jeff. Jeff loved those four die attacks. I hate Mysterio. was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So. That was the the breaking, breaking news. But over the last two days, we don't necessarily have to go through their whole cards because the cards have been out there for a while. But um, they did the transmissions for King T'Challa and Killmonger Usurper um, because the Rivals panel is coming out February 1st, 2nd? February 2nd, I believe? Let me look at my calendar. Yeah, February 2nd. Yeah, I'm... I want to... I'm going to myself on record i could be wrong here but i uh, the releases have always been the second friday mm-hmm. of the month so i don't believe the dates on the website until until they're in my well hands. i well considering the x-men are coming out the first friday of march maybe they're going to be doing this for the next couple of releases it's possible we will see we will see but Things were still listed as February 29th at one point, so it's just been really weird lately. Yeah. For dates on the website, so I'm just kind of. Well, according to our boy Dan at Red Seal, it's uh, it's the second on on both of them. Okay, so there we go. Yeah. Are you are you guys planning on getting the Rivals panel box? Because like those are a little expensive. Yes, because I have a problem. Well, no, yeah, and you also (laughs) you also just got two commissions recently, so uh, (laughs) we're funding your habit. Yeah. But Wait, I, I don't know. I, I will gonna... not be picking it up. I actually just got the Sabretooth Logan uh, Rivals panel for oh. 60 bucks because I finally got a good deal on it. Nice. nice. Um, but yeah, I'm less. Uh, this this one's actually weird for me where I actually care more about the terrain than the, uh, than the models okay. themselves. Uh, yeah. Whereas the Rivals panel, I just wanted the models and didn't care about the terrain. Um, yeah. And it's odd to say because I don't really like the design of the waterfall. I think it looks great, but I want to make it bigger. Well, there's just no rules right now for standing underneath something like that. There isn't going to be. Trust me, when you play at the store, you're not going to be able to stand underneath the waterfall. 
okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I think, you can, <laughs> I think you can set it up that way, and you can put it on, like, the side of the map or whatever, but it just feels weird that they're official terrain pieces like the Quinjet where yeah. there are just still no yeah. rules about the wings, and you have to home rule it. Um, yeah. And so it just feels weird. And it's hard. The, the, I hate less that it feels weird, and I hate more that when someone that I'm showing the game off to I have to explain to them like, oh, you can't just walk onto that because mm. of the rules, you know. Like, it, it, it's just not intuitive. Um, so, yeah. Sounds uh, like a positive in the Shatterpoint column. Yeah, but I think that the <laughs> rest of the terrain looks really cool. I think the waterfall looks really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. The models themselves, I'm less than enthused about. I'm not really a Wakanda guy anyway, but the one leadership for King T'Challa, I think. It's kind of cool, and I think the model's kind of cool, but uh, Killmonger, with his new cards coming and them all working with him, but Usurp the Throne not working with new cards. That makes me so mad. Just makes me, like, I don't know why you would pick a five-threat one, except for his leadership, which I think is actually looking to be a lot of fun, but I don't really put... Oh, this this, new Killmonger is four-threat. Four-threat. Yeah, they're both four. Yeah, both yeah, Killmonger. Yeah, uh, yeah, so they're both they're both they're both four threat. But I just yeah. don't, I don't know why you would play him over the other one. In, um, I don't know. I, maybe I, maybe I'm missing something, but it just seems like the other one is just kind of knocks it out of the park. Yeah, I I agree. So usurp the throne is just it's a, it's a big talking point. Oh yeah, it, it is. Usurp the throne is probably one of the best Wakanda cards, right? You know, um, and it's not a Wakanda card, right? Uh, it's a Killmonger card, but uh. I'm going to be getting this this set um, not only because I have a problem, um, but <laughs> um, I actually super love these models. Um, I love the aesthetic of the models. Um, I actually really do appreciate that they, with this set, they give me a cool model for the Vibranium Vaults uh, organized play kit. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, which was uh, year one, right? If I'm remembering correctly, year one. Oh, year I two. believe so. Yes. Um, so I, I, I do appreciate that. Um, I do agree with you, uh, Jeff, that um, my new Wakanda list does not include this new Killmonger um, and his Killmonger uh, specific card. But I cannot tell you how freaking jazzed I am for Trial for Combat uh, with both Mbaku. <laughs> And uh, and King T'Challa, um, I love King T'Challa. I think he's going to be an amazing piece for the scenarios where where you play him. I don't think he's in every piece. I think what's really interesting um, about King T'Challa, at least for me, um, the, the Wakanda roster that I'm fiddling with, is I have both Black Panther and King T'Challa in it, and it you know depending on the scenario and points and all of that stuff. Um, is, you know, you can flex into which one that you need, which I I like. Uh, you know, I think some people get a little frustrated <clears throat> with, you know, the, uh, the same character taking technically two, uh, two spots. But, you know, I also played in a time where reality stones were taking, <laughs> t- True. Uh, taking roster spots. So um, I don't really mind too much. I really love uh, the strength of Ancestor's affiliation ability because now, now my girl Shuri can do three damage uh, uh yeah. in, in around instead of two um so and, and it matters you know i mean how many times you leave somebody on one and you have a push mm-hmm. right um and what if uh i'm just I'm, I'm not gonna lie it's gonna be 
a really funny feels bad for your opponent of like, aha, I'm alive on one. Oh, I have an auto push after this. Blink, you're dead. <laughs> um, yep. And counter um, as a, uh, you know, if I could speak for Mike for, for a moment too, as a, as a mags players, um, we just laugh when someone brings King T'Challa like, it would be a real shame if there was no terrain on this board. <laughs> True. Uh, so I think that's I think that's that's fun, uh, and I'm sure Will you get to this, but I really love um, these one shot terrain um, uh, cards that are coming out. Um, yeah, I oh, man, I think I'm so jazzed about terrain rules. Uh, I, I think it's going to be really neat at adding another level of complexity to the game. Um, I think it's just a really cool thing. So I'm all for it. Yeah, what I want to do is each quarter I want to try to have like a for fun tournament, like an unrated just one. One's definitely going to be like an affiliation battle. I think one I may do themed boards and maybe come up with my own rules for some terrain like barrels and things like that so that each board has a different thing. So something I'm if I if I do that, it's going to be like in the fall because I got to come up with some stuff. And I also want to see if the retrofitted rules come out because they did mention that um, they want to do rules for previous terrain sets. So maybe the construction set, if you get tossed into the cement mixture, you get slowed because now you have concrete on you or something like that. So I want to paint all my barrels different colors too, corresponding to different conditions, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think, you know, as, you know, primary competitive players i think sometimes that people can roll their eyes at it and go all right i gotta it's another rule that i have to remember another level of complexity but i think uh, not only for competitive play but also for casual play you can get really themey as you're saying yeah. um and i think that's neat uh, and giving the flexibility for players uh to have this in the game is I, i'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it right so well technically before i even put dice down on this game the first time like when i first got my core box for christmas a couple years ago and then i caught covid i made a board in my house out of foam core and stuff like that so i have a board that believe it or not has terrain rules because i didn't know there weren't terrain rules so all of the streets have magnetic manhole covers on them and if you're standing within one of them you get cover at one time and then they go away. So, and I didn't know that wasn't a thing. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I was like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I was hoping that you'd say that you you made a board of like styrofoam cups and like other, you know, uh, ghetto boards like, you know, that I've, most gamers have played. Like, oh yeah, I got this piece of paper and that piece of paper has a rule. Yeah, yeah. No, what happened was I was I was getting into crafting for D&D stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to make a modular board of one foot by one foot tiles and I could rearrange it different ways. So it's like, I have 15 tiles made for this one map. I mean, is it great looking? No, cause it's my first thing I ever did, but it's done. <laughs> It'll probably be on camera at some point this year. <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. So, but yeah, um, overall, what I was going to say with the warrior falls, I'm going to build it out like Dallas did on mini stravaganza and make rocks and stuff under it. So this is going to be a massive piece of terrain on the table that Mike will absolutely love because it's absolutely a size five. But um, I think it's going to look cool. So it's going to be a little while before that one shows up. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the Rivals panel. If I'm not mistaken, the terrain comes out the week after. It comes out the ninth. 
um, with the terrain rules and all that stuff. And then March 2nd, we have our releases for the new X-Men. So we have Nightcrawler and Bishop, Iceman and Shadowcat, and Professor X and Shadow King all coming out March 2nd. Pray for my wallet. And that's why I'm not getting the Rivals panel pack probably in February, because <laughs> I'll be waiting for it. I am going to play a lot of Shadow King, even though I'm not convinced he's good yet. I do plan to play a bunch of him because he is Brotherhood. And if I'm hitting six dice attacks, I'm, I'm going to start by playing Mags, Shadow King, Juggernaut, Heimdall, and just try to move your guys around with Shadow King. And I want you to get frustrated and be like, I don't want to play that guy. That's my goal for March. <laughs> the model's cool, too. Shadow King's model is actually... That is a very cool model. I can't wait for Nightcrawler shenanigans. That's uh, it's going to be good. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, you say that now. I want to yeah. flip, flip that and ship that. <laughs> I, that model, I he's a problem. Thing is going to be everywhere. This auto stun is stupid. I, I just don't know. Like it, it's such a crippling condition. He's going to be dominating bills. He's going to be dominating. I don't know about dominating CGRs, but it, he's going to be pretty annoying. Like that. I don't know. Guaranteed stun. I think is a problematic condition. Maybe I'm just pearl clutching, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if in April or May we're all complaining about. Nightcrawler being everywhere and stunning everyone. Y'all be complaining. I'll be loving him. <laughs> time to bring the Winter Guard out, guys. It's fine. It, it really might be Winter Guard's time. Winter Guard meta. <laughs> as 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 non-canon as this is, he'd probably be really good under Red Skull One, constantly getting a power when he hits you. Both German. That's true, but hmm. very different German. <laughs> yeah, that's different. One's like East Side, one's West Side. Oh, yeah, I think one's Catholic and one's Protestant. <laughs> sure. Mark, you're killing me. You're killing me, Mike. See, this is why we can't have nice things, because Mike has to come and ruin it. Honestly, I'm pretty tame on the podcast. Yeah. I also just bought a little flight stands or acrylic rods so I could put it under Professor X because I didn't like the little puff of smoke under his chair. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it bothered me as soon as I saw it. Also, I bought acrylic rods for the uh, Magneto that I'm, that I'm painting up for Ben because I got ideas. Magneto. I, yes. I played. I play. So, listeners, uh, Will, I commissioned Will to provide me with a really awesome Krakoa Magneto with Sentinel parts that is is insane, and it was blowing up on Facebook after people saw Will's uh, post showing off what he did for me. And uh, I was playing a guy the other night, and I was saying how, like, yeah, you know, I'm a little torn on the fence with Magneto right now, but I have to play him because my local made me this incredible Krakow of Magneto. And he's like, that's yours? I saw that on Facebook, and I was so jealous. I was like, oh, it's it's, it's getting famous in within our little uh, little niche community here. Yeah, like, a, a lot of people are hitting me up about it. They're like, wow, that looks great. It's, it's kind of yeah. cool. Pretty Pretty hyped. I liked it so much I considered affiliation battle on Friday at LVO so that I could just run bags <laughs> for like three or four games. Listen, I got to see that. I want it on stream and I want to shout out. Man, look at this. Look at this Magneto. <laughs> now, this is what we're going to do. Finals, me and Mike, double Magneto. There double shout out to Will. Be, either one of us want that. It's going to be like no, that I episode don't. of Friends. Actually, you know what? I would want that. I'll gladly take second place. <laughs> double mags. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Well, since we're talking about it, um, we are, what, a little over a week away from LVO? Uh, leaving a week tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. So um, 
out of the invitational, out of the 64 people that are going to be in there, eight of them <laughs> are port, part of the Port Crow Protocol, which is our local group, which is kind of spreading out to not quite local, but east, upper east, northeast coast. <laughs> so, um... We all play at the same store except for Ben and Alyssa. And Jen now. Ben's, yeah, Ben's on the podcast, so that counts. Yeah. And, uh... And Jen is basically a local because he comes down to all of our local tournaments and then deals with me on TTS complaining about whatever faction he's playing. Yeah, and but, I, I'm not sure how I feel about Will just buying all of LVO participants at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's like Pokemon. I got to get them all. Got to gotta collect them all. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, Pork Roll wins if we just buy every person, right? <laughs> Listen, it also I, means a lot of team killing. Yeah, but I also realized why I love this team so much and why I'm facilitating jerseys and buying a cricket to make stickers and all this other stuff because this is my wrestling faction <laughs> my whole life i wanted a degeneration x this is my degeneration x dibs on macho man <laughs> <laughs> yes we are the most dominant force in marvel entertainment <laughs> but uh, no we'll, we'll definitely find out we're only one of us we're, we'll all be rooting on Alyssa for the uh for the LCQ to make it like an even 10 of us now in the... Nine, nine. If so, she makes it, it'll be nine. nine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know she doesn't want that stress on her, but we'll have to like watch from afar and not give her too much positive reinforcement. That Ben, you'll have to tell us what the exact right amount of reinforcement to give her and encouragement at LVO. Last year, it was one of the most stressful things of, of our time there was watching my wife play in the LCQ. She was doing just a wonderful job and... Uh, just at Everwinter, she, you know, blew me out of the water in terms of, of how well she did. Um, yeah, no shit. It was it was great. It was uh, it was great watching her uh, play. But it is yeah, it, it's stressful. So I, I can only watch in spurts. Um, yeah. So maybe that's what we'll do. We'll tag in, you know, different pork roll uh, folks and just watch in spurts. All right, your turn. I don't think get is... a, a ladder and binoculars though to not hover over her. Yeah, exactly. Yep, a ladder and binoculars. I love it. I love you need it. A, le a lifeguard chair. Be great. You oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think that is one of the more stressful things. Like, like two of the more stressful times that I've had in MCP were watching Noah at Everwinter after Art and I finished our game. We were, you know, rooting on Noah to to, to beat Twitty to make it to the top uh, top table there, and, and he didn't ultimately. But we were all like, it was crushing us. Like seeing any move he made that was a mistake or. Or you know a dice roll not working out for him. We're like, oh, I, like I want this guy to win so bad because he's a friend. And same thing when Jeff was playing in that uh, TTS league game to make it to cuts. I remember like rooting so hard for you. I, I think Ben, you might have been. I don't. One of you guys, I think, was also in the chat for that, uh, where you were like missing those pay to flips early on, putting you behind. And I was like, God damn, I hate pay to flips so much. <laughs> They're screwing over Jeff. And yeah, then you that was, that was the game I, I missed, like, three uh, attempts at my home uh, Cosmic Portal or something like that, or Spider Portal, whatever it was. Yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah. yeah fun times. With webs, too, so of course I can just come back on Attrition, right? <laughs> That's the plan, right? Web's Attrition plan. Yeah. Yeah, I was more maybe, stressed maybe out on when, your game. Uh, Jimmy does come out. I was more stressed out watching your game than any of the seven games I played in the TTS league last year. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
I'm 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 not going to LVO. I will be rooting you guys on from afar because I did not qualify. I didn't even get onto the leaderboard, which shocked Jeff earlier this week because <laughs> for all of the qualifiers I went to, I was hot trash. So the focus for me this year is to qualify as early as possible. <laughs> so um but I will be home watching you guys carry on to pork roll supremacy while I get my tooth taken out and just sit on my couch. Well, step one to a better 2024 is that you're not starting the year by playing Weapon X. So I think you're already off to a better start than you were last year. Listen, last year I started strong with Weapon X. That's false. He posted in a Weapon X list today. I did, but that's, that was just because I saw when I posted up the stats when I was super bored that I'm still number two in North America for Weapon X. Well, you have a CGR in there, so it's not it's not <laughs> as bad of a Weapon X list as last year, where you were like, what if I brought Power Gem Ronin? I'm sorry, but Power Gem Ronin was slapping the hell out of people. Uh, I don't know who those people were. They weren't me. It was you oh, a couple like, times. Don't even try. I, I heard on you Tuesday shout night. Cree, I, <laughs> That's I right. You, you shouted Cree Justice on multiple occasions. Yes. That's just because Ronan was dying so quickly that you were able to get the fire those off round two. Yes, but he was taking people with him. But we're not here to talk about me. <laughs> we're here to talk about you guys. Because I have I have faith in all all nine of my team members that are going to LVO, even though I think it's gonna put the Northeast on a watch list for next year. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, Will. Um, let's do LVO winner predictions. Who do you think is going to win? <laughs> One winner. You have to pick right now. It's, listen. It's, it's Hefe. It's a pleasure it's just to be nominated. <laughs> Tony, it's, it, it's, it's Jeff. Defend, defenders Webs. Let's do it. Oh, I, would, I would love for that. Listen, as long as one of you guys wins, as far as, like, our team, as long as somebody in our team wins, I'll be super happy. Well, what we need to figure out is the the celebration. What are we, what are we doing if and when one of us wins? I mean, are we riding in the streets? Are we are we doing victory laps? Are we slapping everybody? I mean, what's there's so many options. If I was there, we'd be going to the heart attack grill. Why do you want us to die, Will? <laughs> Listen, I just yeah. want to go there. <laughs> But no, we'll, if you if one of you guys wins, we'll do something cool. Like when, next time we're all together, like at ACO or like I'm, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna be going to the art store in Syracuse in February probably. But the next big event where most of us will be there, we'll all hang out and do something, get some dinner or whatever. Love it. Uh, so to answer your question, which it was maybe slightly facetious, I I think I could see I see the most likely candidates being like a Web Warriors player. I think like uh, I don't know if Matt Alex is in is playing. I, he definitely told me when I saw him at Everwinter, and I don't remember what he said. But I feel like a guy like that, or, or like a really strong webs player, is gonna make a lot of noise. I know I I don't think CGR wins Elvia. I'm gonna throw that out there right now. I don't know if that's a hot take or what you guys think, but I don't think unless it's art. We love art. That's true. I, I, I don't know if a CGR is going to oh, win because I can see. We got, we got uh, Demboise there is on our team too. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just, I'm talking just, just generally. I think a CGR is likely to whiff at some point. Hmm. And then that causes them. I think uh, 
a guy like a Matt Alex or Aaron from the Infamous podcast, like just a good player who knows how to play Web Warriors, because mm-hmm. webs webs are just so consistent. Uh, they're not relying on their attack dice to win. They're relying on their defense dice to stay alive. But the game can get out of hand so quick with them. Whereas, like I, I've played against a bunch of CGRs that just whiffed. Yeah, it feels bad when you're whiffing, and yeah, he can displace. But people know how to get around that now, right? Like I have Juggernaut. Ben's got like Colossus and Juggernaut. Other people bring tech, Indom, whatever. So I, I could see some like really good CGR players getting outscored because you know they had a bad CGR turn or something like that. True. And um, to answer and your question, yes, Matt Alex will be there. Okay. So yeah, I could see a guy like that or or Deluca or Aaron or something like that with the webs. I think are like I the, if I was think, betting. I do think the more rounds a event goes, the more likely you are to see a non CGR winner. Yeah, I be- I agree with that. Yeah. Yes, it's six rounds, right? It's, yeah. So if Elvio was a four-round tournament, I would tell you that that's an insanely hot take and you're crazy. <laughs> um, but since it's a six-round tournament, I'm half on board, but you're still crazy. Uh, fair enough. I definitely uh, think the, the finals will have uh, a CGR <clears throat> on the side. I... I, I lean in towards what Mike is, is saying as well as um, I would not be surprised if a heavy control hellfire, you know, uh, webs, you know, comes in um, and, you know, is, is lined up against, um, I, I think it will be webs uh, guardians. Uh, now, obviously I, I want to you know, make that, you know, webs brotherhood, but uh, uh, I, I really do think it, it I would not be surprised if it's like something like webs uh, into guardians. I do think brotherhood is situated well in definitely into webs for sure. I think mm-hmm. it's, they're just kind of naturally strong, especially like the brand that you or I prefer, which is more Magneto secures related, mm-hmm. but like juggernaut and pyro are just naturally good into web warriors. Um, I, I do think you still probably want like a splash to help with that matchup. Um, where Guardians, though, is a different beast. A high threat, I think Brotherhood could be fine, but at 15, if they're bringing Hulk and CGR, we're just throwing dice, and their their dice is slightly better. It's a little yep. terrain-dependent. It's not unwinnable. Uh, I do like where Brotherhood is at right now in the meta, so I could see a Brotherhood dark horsing it. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, yeah. No, I was just going to say that no, no one predicted shield winning last year right like that wasn't something we were expecting going in it was a dude who was well prepared for what the meta was bringing who was well practiced with that list and we were all expecting i think brotherhood and x-men were like the big talking points last year right like everyone was saying that mal yeah that they, mal was oh, still a bully yeah. yeah yeah it was still it was still mal but it was also i mean if i remember i think it was it was lvo yeah it was lvo it's like 25 percent of the field was brotherhood right yeah, it was huge was Brotherhood X Men. Huge Brotherhood, because that's when people were down. Fire and Blob had just come out. Yeah, people. Yeah, were they down. were doing. They were doing a lot of duels, dual Brotherhoods. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I remember. Well, there was because I I remember I was glued to the to the coverage last year, and I remember looking up this guy Right Mad's list and looking at Deluca and Chewie and seeing Malakith in those three lists. So you guys were, you guys were well aware that Malakith was still busted. But a yep. lot of the other, I think a lot of other players didn't realize it at the time. 
And which just shows that like the small sample size of us playing this game that none of us, most of us don't actually know what's going on. <laughs> I think it's really important to acknowledge. Like, I say I don't, I don't know anything going on in this game. Uh, I have opinions, but they're often don't bear out. And I think a guy like Twitty showing up to Everwinter and doing the things that he did with his list show us that there's still so much to this game that we don't really understand. So I wouldn't be surprised seeing somebody show up to LVO with a brotherhood or something else slightly off that just, you know, takes us by surprise and ends up getting top four or winning or whatever. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, like a list like that with Twitties where um, I think it's not a super strong list to the point of like having long longevity in the meta, but all it takes is one tournament. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to get at there is like, it's one of those lists that you go into it, you have no idea what to expect. Once you've seen it, then you kind of can build a game plan around it. Doesn't mean it's going to go as well for you. As, but like after the third or fourth time, it really loses its punch. Yeah. I think not that it's a bad list. It's just like it doesn't have that same mm. like knockout punch of like, I did not see that coming. You know, uh, it just it loses its gotcha moments. Right. And so. um I absolutely think that there could be a list out there that, um, you know, maybe has just enough meta tech and the ones that have been worried sick about CGR, worried sick about Guardians in general, worried sick about uh, Web Warriors are going to get, you know, just taken out by this list that uh, didn't even get practice games into, right? Yeah. Yeah. There is there's one key to winning LVO. So our past two LVOs have this in common, uh, two past LVO champions. Uh, the key is <clears throat> uh, don't have a job and play about 40 games a day. True. Uh, <laughs> to, quote, to quote them both, both Vince and, and DeLuca uh, uh, shared that, that it, it does help when you don't have have a job and <laughs> you're able to, to get you know so many reps in. Uh, but no, Jeff, you're exactly right. Um, and that's what exactly happened last year, right? So many people were worried about, you know, Brotherhood, X-Men, uh, you know, Cabal, Mal Cabal. Uh, that here comes this S.H.I.E.L.D. player that people, you know, don't take S.H.I.E.L.D. or didn't take S.H.I.E.L.D. super seriously. is a highly competitive top-tier affiliation. And next thing you know, this guy wins all five of his LCQ games and then runs the board, you know, uh, at the Invitational. So, like, that's another thing to think about, too, is there will be people playing in the LCQ that we may not see out of the list that we have for the Invitationals currently. Mm. And they go, oh, oh, crap, here's someone who's just kind of riding the wave, you know, of, of mo the, the big big momentum from the LCQ going into the next day. Um, you know, that was 11 games, you know, that Vincent played last year. Um, yeah. So, it, it, you know, that, that might happen again. Uh, and that was cool. I mean, that's a cool story, right? And let's talk about that LCQ real quick, because as of right now, what is it? Only there's going to be four open spots for the LCQ winners? I believe yeah, so. That's um, that's the design of LVO as a whole. But, I mean, if you use last year as an example, not that you can bank on it, but there will be flights get canceled. Yeah. Last minute, no shows. So I'm expecting there to be probably closer to 10, maybe like eight to eight-ish eight spots. And they also Ooh. said there was a lot more, there was a lot more qualifiers this year too, just across the board. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was more people that got in than. I mean, we went to a ton. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, Jeff, how many how many qualifiers or points events did you play? Because you and I got in on points because we were just like, well, let's just drive four hours. Let's just go to this place. <laughs> um, an embarrassing amount. Let me see. Yeah, I, I think uh, I did. I think I did like four or five. I actually have the spreadsheet right in front of me. Perfect. So I was going to say that there was like ACO. ACO, um, the November event that I did, and Pax Unplugged looked to be your top three, Jeff. Okay, and and then Mike um, was the May qualifier, the professional casual one that we went to up at um a beer dragon. And Everwinter, those look to be yours, th big three point ones. Yeah, I went to four events, got second to two, and did poorly at the other two. It was a real fifty-fifty thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was either we were either cooking with gas or we're microwaving an old burrito. And we don't even need to talk about Ben because he just qualified at like sixteen events. So. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> You... There were a couple of events that I did real, real bad. So mm. uh, there's a there's a consistent theme of uh, I think I won uh, only one event, not Brotherhood. Um, Let me see, I'm looking for uh, you. Yeah, the no, the one event that there I won was the other. Uh, well, I think I'm on on that list twice because someone put my name in Ben and the other person put me in as Benjamin or something. Like yeah, that, so. I see the art store. I see the professional casual one. Challenger event, I see the ACO, and then I think down the road you're. I have a couple more down here somewhere. Yeah, there's a there's a couple more, and uh, yeah, so we were able to travel uh, a lot more this year, which was nice. Um, you know, I, I hope that can remain true. It's you know, it's always you know fifty fifty shot of you know whether or not we can travel as much um, you know as, as we can, but it's 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 nice. Uh, it was there were a couple events I was specifically asked to. <laughs> not, not bring brotherhood uh and so i tried to abide that abide by that and uh, that's how mike and i met was uh was through the the gift of of playing playing asgard which that was that was fun i was really confident with that list and and uh that confidence instantly left me oh, that was right that was that was the syracuse one right gt yeah that was the gt man i just i just got molly wop that was bad it was bad all around that, was, that that event, so I, I played in four LVO qualifiers. In three of them, I had no confidence, was convinced that I was going to do, you know, go one and three. Two of those, I got second place, uh, you know, 4-0-whatever winner uh, the first day. The one I was most confident in was Salt City, and I started 0-2 and, and was, I actually, after that day, I took a three-week break or two-week break from the game. I didn't build a model, look at a model, no podcasts didn't interact a ton on discord and just i was like I, I need a refresher i need to rethink about how i play this game and remind myself that it is a toy game that you are playing for fun with friends and it, whether you win or lose is irrelevant and from that day forward i played a lot lot better but lesson learned don't be confident so i'm going to lvo <laughs> with no expectations and changed a ton of my list around just to really yeah. make it harder you know, being able to play loose you know, I, I'm always <clears throat> a firm believer of goal setting, you know, um, being able to, to kind of set the bar for you, you know, what, even if that's, you know, I want to play all four of my games, uh, you know, I want to play, 
you know, mags, you know, this amount of, this amount of times, uh, you know, is, I think those are <clears throat> really good goals, you know, to set. Uh, you know, if you're, uh, I think I've talked about this in other casts where, you know, if you're you know, a first time, you know, tournament goer and you're like, my goal is I'm going to go, I'm going to go five Oh, you know, four Oh, like eh, that's maybe not a, a realistic goal. Um, but being able to set attainable, realistic goals for yourself, but also recognizing it is a game of toys, you know, it's plastic toys. And I have found that the relationships that you build through, through this is everlasting. You know, those are the things that the real joy comes from, uh, where you can, you can whoop on some people from Jersey and then they invite you to be part of the podcast. Right. Yeah. You're like, what up baby? Right. <laughs> no, uh, it's a great joy. Like I said, you know, I, I deeply appreciate all of the, the friends um, that I have made, you know, through, through playing with little toys, you know, mm -hmm. so going to LVO, um, <clears throat> where there's going to be high level competition, uh, you know, the stress is, you know, may be there, you know, for folks, um, at the same time, you know, you play loose, you know, you play, um, with the expectation that it is still just a game and it's fun and it's good to be successful. Um, but it's also good to just, Hey, I made it right. You know, you guys made it. You know, um, you know, Mike, you know, Jeff, you guys, you guys made a lot of people worked hard to make it on, on points or win qualifiers. That's something to be proud of, right? Uh, of all the people that have gone to tournaments <clears throat> and have attempted and didn't do that. Uh, I think, you know, the people who go to the LCQ and win the, you know, uh, uh, win enough games in the LCQ to, to make it to the Invitational, that's something to be proud of. We're also traveling to, you know, you know, for us, traveling across this you know across the country mm -hmm. you know that's that's no that's no small deal so being able to travel across the, the country go to a different time zone um you know be <laughs> be in the presence of of vegas whether that's good or bad for you you know it's it's individual but um you know there's there's something to say you know that that there's things to be proud of you know and for us you know, uh, as we said, you know, a couple of times on the cast, there's eight of us and potentially nine of us who've made it into the Invitational and uh, no other team can say that. So, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for you guys. Piggybacking on, you know, what you're saying a year ago, about 13 months ago, like, I didn't know Jeff. And now we are uh, sharing a room together in Vegas, um, both having qualified right towards the end to make this thing. You know, Ben, I didn't know you six months ago, or we met, yeah. we met six months ago. We're on a podcast together now. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's guys, the Montreal crew, you know, they're, they live in a different country. We met them up in Syracuse, you know, hung out with them again every winter, got dinner with them, and, you know, now we're hitting each other up on TTS, getting in practice matches for LVO. Um, you know, I hit up Simon the other day. Nick Menard hit me up today looking for a game. Because like we we just want good games with good people where we know it's not going to be, no one's going to be a jerk, the competition's going to be good, and we're going to both take away something from that experience. So, going to conventions is, is just so awesome. So it's it's important to go in with the right frame of mind. There's people going there with the intention of win. Uh, I'm I'm not setting that goal for myself because I don't I don't think it is something likely to happen or really that achievable given some of the changes I've made to my list recently. I want to go four and two and be a good opponent where people walk away saying, I want to play that guy again. Mm -hmm. he, he's not a jerk. 
Now, locally, I'm going to keep being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to complain about, about the brand, right? No, it's just I got to make a ruckus. Uh, every time I play Will, I have to make a scene at Red Seal about That's how Will's dice, dice are bullshit. And I'm going to just play Kingpin Scoundrels and not make any attacks anymore because it doesn't matter. But when I play a Canadian person, I'm going to be very polite. <laughs> well, Canada is just the jersey of the North, so. It's Will's setting up his uh, Pork Roll Protocol expansion. <laughs> yeah. He's calling it the Pork Roll Shark Tank by LVO 2025. Right? I'm just going to start merging yeah. everything. Yeah. Pork World um, Pork Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> but I th- no, I think it's I think it's a good point, and I think this event is kind of perfect in that like we're we're talking about we and we don't really get these very often. And like sure, we play at events um, where the Montreal Shark Tank comes down, and, and there is like a kind of nation first nation thing. But this is a multinational event, right? It's it's like not quite worlds because it's pretty far away from Europe. There's not too many European people there, but. Um, like it's a multinational event, you have to qualify for it. It's like the perfect way to reflect on the year you spent qualifying for it, if you did qualify, or all the work that went into trying to qualify and preparing for that last chance qualifier. Like it's the perfect event to just reflect on your year and to jumpstart your next. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just really good timing for it. So, so I guess we can talk a little bit about what our I guess our lists or our goals or what we're trying to get out of the right we all fought to get into invitational so i assume we all want to win as many games as possible uh are you guys making some concessions doing some last minute changes i i know i feel like you guys are kind of set with your list and you're just getting some reps in i actually did make a last minute change i um something i've been wrestling with for a while uh well i've had two things i've been wrestling with for a while one i've changed one am like likely not to change but it's um advanced r&d for sacrifice is something that i have not made the change yet i'm still running advanced r&d it's still kind of i don't want to say a crutch but it's like it's that side of things for my web warriors list that i feel comfortable around it's like a little safety blanket for my web warriors um but i feel like sacrifice is better on the defender side and my list does try to play defenders more often so logically i'm like i should have sacrifice in there but it's hard for me to get away from advanced r&d and it, not that it's useless um on the defender side but i do like sacrifice on defender side a little bit better there's there's some some interesting plays you can make with it the change i did make was i finally got rid of scrolls for montesi i think it was a long time coming uh i don't hate my list on scrolls but with the increase of ultron 2 and using those drones to like body block and make it just like really painful to deal with the middle one when I don't run a second safe extract grab is 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 just not fun to deal with. I don't think I was unfavored on it, but it just wasn't that much fun and I'm kind of expecting a lot of Ultron 2 in LBO. So uh, I went with Montesi. I don't think it's bad on defender side. I'm already trying to, cha- uh, you know, win on attrition. So if I go down 2-1 opening because you have Pryo, I'm okay with that. Uh, I can probably get it back. And uh, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's one less scoring on the Web Warriors side of things where, you know, scrolls can, can have some more point swings, but it's less annoying to deal with than 
uh, scroll system. So I think that was a, a good change. We'll see how it plays out. Are you playing like six, six like six uh, crises dedicated more towards defenders, or or do you have like a little bit of a split there? Nope, it's um, it's six for defenders pretty much. Um, the web warriors comes out if uh, they have a lot of extracts that came out, like one of the F F secure, I mean F extracts or something like that, or if a D map comes out. So. Uh, I think the the thing that I'm worried about the most is probably like a Hellfire Club. I think I have enough in the Web Warriors meter, mirror to handle them okay enough. And I'm blanking right now about other lists that might be running D secures, but uh, it's just to have that kind of option. And then, I mean, I do have Mutant Madmen, which can go either one. I'm, I'm comfortable on both both defenders and Web Warriors for that. Yeah, there's a lot of talk on Discord lately about Mutant Mad Men, that people just like it because they feel like it's a fairly neutral secure that no one loves and no one really hates it too much. And, like, Pater Flips yeah. right now are kind of in vogue because people are less scared of X-Men and really scared of CGR, and CGR it, removing you from a Pater Flip isn't as impactful as, like, removing you from a secure. Yeah, and most of my models are for physical defense, so... Uh, even if you have one person standing on it, I'm not uh, completely unfavored to like flip it over you. So mm -hmm. uh, there's there's been a lot of times where I've been able to actually fight, force like a three to four model fight on one uh, mutant madman secure, which is like heaven for Daredevil. So uh, it's it's not terrible, and as long as I'm running ASM, I can always almost always leave a point and flip three if I if I'm able to flip the point that I'm leaving. And then go flip one on the other side of the board, and then flip the other. Granted, I, I need like four or five power for it, but it, like I always have that option. I, I hate ASM. I hate ASM and defenders so much. That character is so good there. We're getting those because he just swings in yeah. seven dice with a reroll. I'm sorry, keep going. No, I was just gonna rant, and there's no need for it. But I just hate ASM. <laughs> I just want the world to know that. I was saying, complaining earlier on Discord today that I hate that character. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not the first one to say it, but I truly think that ASM's best home is in is in defenders. I think he he does have like uh, way more defensive capabilities under Web Warriors, and like the option for his leadership is nice. But under defenders, uh, he's tanky enough already with his innate rerolls. As long as you're not rolling skulls, because uh, you know that's where he gets really tanky under Miles's leadership. But um, you know with witty banter. And his innate rerolls, like he's tanky enough. And then the defenders' rerolls just like go crazy with him. And turns out his triggers are really good. It's just nobody was able to hit them before. It's really nice to see ASM more prevalent now. You know, and uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's a really good model. And it's annoying how much, you know, people roll crits with him now. Like, oh, right. Uh, but it, it's. It's cool to see him on the on the field. So he dominated our TTS match when we played each other. I felt like I kind of dunked on your Wolverine and your Luke Cage uh, pretty hard, and then Spider Man would flip two points and then do five damage to a model, and then a collision to somebody else. It was he's just everywhere. Like it was it was yeah, a problem. That, I and mean I'm, that was that was a that was just like ASM's best setup ever was um 
is mutant madman researcher uh like if, if i get that uh, asm slam like asm's picked up before daredevil is you know what i mean it's uh it's just so good for him to be able to like flip points web swing in and then as long as i'm within three of a model you're probably going to have another model that's within two even if it's um you know like not a high priority thing or whatever like i can get my attack off and then also uh, place myself within one which is just on the point so it's like i can flip two make a really strong attack or like a seven dice attack and then on a collision and be on the point hmm. and, and if i if i'm ever able to get that off as like the last extra activation of a round it's like it's backbreaking well, i hope i don't play you at lv <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I hope I don't play any of the guys unless it's like yeah top, top eight or something know, yeah yeah top eight. I just my my honestly like uh, I'd be happy as long as I don't play anyone round one. That, that yeah, would, it's it's a realistic yeah. possibility, and I just hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, um, they don't care about the friends thing. So like, you could get matched up with somebody you're friends with round one because they're not. I guess they're, they're saying for fairness, they don't want to do that just to try and, like, not fix the field, you know? All right, it's the right call, 100%. <coughs> yeah. The Longsheng's friend feature is cool, but for events of that size, and you, there's no way, because people would 100% game the system. Oh, for sure. You know, we, we're we're a quote-unquote team together, not because we want some competitive advantage in tournament, we just do it because we like going to get Asian food after playing toys. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like that's that's really what it, you know what it's about. Um, yeah, I was, but we're like ten percent of the field, so <laughs> we're gonna. Some of us are gonna have to play each other at some point, probably. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not round one, I'll be happy. But yeah. Uh, pork on pork violence. It's gonna be terrible. Yeah. Statistically wise, I think it's gonna happen to two of us. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if, if it's only two out of the eight or nine, then I, I'll consider it a W. But, yeah, uh, I would volunteer Art, Rob, and Dambois that two of them play each other. If if someone has to do that, let the CGRs fight it out. <laughs> I was I was literally just gonna say that I'll be shocked if it's not Art and Mike at some point. They do have a history of playing each other in every event that they both enter. Mm -hmm. It's uncanny. That's pretty funny. Well, Mike, why don't you, you? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, Mike, you've you've made you know the most changes you know to to your to your roster you want to go next or i mean sure uh i mean after a successful showing at everwinter decided to flush that list into the garbage and start <laughs> over uh i just yeah, never, you yeah. Well, you and i have both talked about it a ton that w neither one of us are a fan of mystique as a leader mm -hmm. um in in a list where we both want to be running magneto like magneto is my favorite marvel character uh i want to maximize that character and, and you know do well with him uh, and I feel like the things Mystique, Mystique is fine, especially if you lean into that. Um, we both have talked a bunch about how people will be like, Mystique's good on to flips. And it's like, explain to me how a leadership designed around dropping a token on a secure is good for a, is good for a to flip. Playing unaffiliated is nearly as good. Her leadership on a to flip says save two power round one if there's four extracts. Um, and for me, like, looking to eke out competitive advantages i was talking on discord about like i don't really i want to try some different duels with magneto and explore more of the game and what else is out there and curtis osborne the best hellfire club player in the world and one of the just best players in general was like you should just play emma 
just play Magneto Secures and Emma Extracts, and he goes, give it a week, and then you'll be telling me that you swapped to Hellflyer. And boy, was he right. I swapped over to play some Hellfire Club Magneto Duel and went to Emil's house, and you know I beat three of our strong locals with it, uh, took it to the shop, was winning games with it, and I found that I was able, I was getting way, Emma and Magneto do a similar thing. They hand out power. Uh, so the models I'm taking for both of them you know, are taking advantage of that extra power so that I can keep a consistent strategy across my two leaders and just play Emma on pay-to-flips or a wide map and play Magneto on more narrow things. Um, so I'm bringing like Beta Ray Bill, Hella, Zemo, uh, Miles, and when I'm playing them under Magneto, it feels really good. Will and I played last night, and uh, round one, you know, Miles web swung, Zemo charged, and I ended up with three of the four paranoia because I was able to put so much pressure and I asteroid M'd round one. Oh no, that was round two. I did that. Yeah, round but two. I, 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 top <clears throat> two. Yeah, I put so much pressure on the midline early because I had the extra power to do things. It was awesome. And then on the wide maps, having Emma powering up, you know, Hella, Bill, those guys, etc., to be everywhere and anywhere. It just it feels so strong. It it feels like the most powerful thing I've done in this game since I picked it up. Um, I think Brotherhood is fine. But going into the, a super competitive event, I, I was kind of like, I want to edge out some more advantages if I can. And Emma fitting kind of naturally. And she's she's uh, my second favorite Marvel character after Magneto. I've always been a huge fan of Emma Frost because she's just such a jerk. And I just love the way she talks to people in the comics. Um, so it really works out for me on, on two different fronts there. The problem I'm having is after playing about... 16, 15 games with her in the last two weeks, I'm kind of like, wow, this this might just be better than playing Magneto. Like, So I have Magneto, Juggernaut, Apex, and like I played a couple of games with Ultron, Carol, and... Um, I forgot who the other character was. Ultron, oh, and uh, Iron Man with Stark Armory. And I was like, this feels like potentially the best thing you can be doing in this game. So uh, I'm kind of torn on on just playing the thing I love, which is Magneto and Apex together, or playing the thing I think gives me a slightly better competitive game in a full, I would say traditional, full stolen from Curtis Osborne Hellfire roster. Uh, I'm probably going to end up playing Magneto just because Will's painted me such an incredible one, and that's mm. just, you know, you dance with the one that brung you. I think it's the <coughs> phrase they would use in football when you have two quarterbacks and one got you to the playoffs. So I think I'll, I'll just end up sticking with the Magneto Apex Juggernaut roster because if there's ever a situation where I'm not sure what to do, uh, I know I can throw down those guys and like have a strategy because I've played them so much. So we're, we're just trying to eke out the, what exactly the crises are and, and the mags and the split at this point. Is there, you, you'd mentioned that you're, you're hoping actually, Jeff, I don't think we heard from you too, but... Uh... Going four, four and two. That's that's kind of the hope. Yeah, I want to go positive. Uh, I'm going to play my six games regardless because yeah, yeah um, that's just kind of how I am, and I want to meet people. So like, if you I go to Vegas, you want to play six games. You know, like if well, yeah, that too. Uh, but like, you know, one of my favorite people in the community is I, I met you after we both started one and two in Syracuse. You know, if I had mm-hmm. dropped from that, we don't play a game. We don't, you know, end up having the relationship that we have. So, you know, if I'm two and three or whatever and my last game is against 
you know, Aaron from Infamous or somebody else that I've chatted with on Discord and I get a chance to play a game with them in real life, I think it's it's worth doing. But the goal is a four and two, um, you know, go positive, be able to walk away saying, like, I played well, I learned some new things, uh, you know, I had a positive experience overall. I'd like to win a game with Mags. Try to chase, chase you down on that, uh, that Brotherhood League <laughs> board a little bit. Yeah, my my goal. Yeah, yeah. Is, What's your goal, Jeff? It's it's a little abstract. I mean, I have one that's like concrete, and and I'm, I'll ask you guys to hold me to it. I, I want to play solid. Well, play all six games. If I'm going zero and five, please don't let me drop. I want to say that I played all six games, right? Um, but the other one, I want to lose off of my opponent's great plays yeah. rather than my own mistakes. Mm. Um, and, and, and of course, I, as I always do, I'm taking dice out of it. If I lose on dice, I lose on dice. If I win on dice, I win on dice. Like that just happens. Um, uh, and I, I don't want it to let it get to me like it did at Everwinter where I was just like, okay, I can't make top eight. I'm, I'm just done playing for my own sanity. Like I want to, I want to play, but I, I, that's, that's my goal going into it. If I lose, I lose, but I'd rather it be on my opponent's, you know, great plays and, and not my mistakes. So that's that's my goal going in is just to to make sure that any of the plays that I could have made were um, you know the the best I could have thought of in the time. Sure, in hindsight, I'm sure I've come up with better plays, but um, you know, as long as in the moment I thought I made the best play that I could have, then I'm, I'm okay. It's, I think it's a a great goal. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, especially if you're flying across the country, you don't want to drop after a couple games. Yeah, and 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 the, the level of competition there is going to be intense. It's going to yeah. be a lot. Yeah. So, um, you know, I can't I, remember. I think we that. might have only had one or two drops last year. If I remember correctly. I could probably look it up, but that involves effort. So. Well, you know, I think that it, it's every tournament I I've ever go to, my goal is always X and one or win it. Um, but I feel like with the invitational being so stacked that it's, it's, I mean, for some players like a Vince Kirkov or DeLuca, like your goal to win the whole thing, I think is, is totally fair based on the history you have there. For me, I think having that goal is just going to set yourself up for disappointment, but I, I would love to be able to walk away at four and two and five and one and be like, yeah, you know, I, I had a great day, a great two days. Um, and I want to be able to come back home and we'll be like, yeah, nice job, man. Mm. Went positive. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm going to be there cheering for all you guys. So, yeah, that was the, that, oh, that was the worst part at Everwinter was like the best and worst part was getting messages from some of our locals who weren't there, uh, the first day of cuts being like, oh, you're going to beat this guy. Like you got this. And I'm like, oh, please just ignore me. Pretend I'm not even <laughs> <laughs> Please don't send me words of encouragement. That's just, uh, puts too much pressure. Uh, I have my eyes set on Everwinter for next year because I need revenge. I'm coming at the revenge side. Fair enough. <laughs> do, the reverse, do the reverse of this year, next year. Exactly. I take it down. I think, too, that we're, we're, we also play a game that when you play people of similar skill level, such small decisions or small dice rolls can really impact you know the way things kind of break. True. Uh, yeah. I was playing a guy that we've played a couple of games now. He's actually in the Invitational, strong player. He plays Defender Jeff. Um, uh, Nobili Nobility, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, really cool guy, and uh, we've played a few times online. 
And like last night, uh, he got me after I got him the previous ones. I left ASM on one. I left someone else on one. Missed the wild trigger with Emma. You know, then he capitalizes and wins that game. And we're like, well, that could have broke differently, huh? And uh, like, I wasn't frustrated because he's actually just like I said, a really cool guy, and I enjoy playing him. And uh, I just want that to make. Sh I want to make sure that's like the what I'm really taking away from the trip and when we're playing is like, all right, you know, you might lose off a small mistake. Just enjoy the fact that you met this new person. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and do that. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to keep tweaking that list and maximizing and thinking through every scenario on that plane ride to try to beat you guys <laughs> and, and take down as many games as I can. How about you, Ben? What's the goal? Yeah, you know... Um... You just missed out on top eight last year, right? Weren't you like tenth or something? Uh, I I got I think I got tenth or eleventh somewhere. Uh, I went four and two last year. Um, and I was really proud of myself. Um, I was uh, I made one of the most boneheaded mistakes. <laughs> uh, I win I win my third game against a really good Wakanda player. Um, if I, I, I just play indomitable, you just, you just go from hand to table. You just, you just plop it down. You just win. Um, and, uh, so I, I kind of echo, uh, what Jeff was saying. I, I'd like for when I lose for it to not be, oh my goodness, if I just do this. So my two losses were if I just play indomitable, I just win. Uh, the other loss, um, if I, I, I was late, it was last turn. I got really lazy and I was like, oh yeah. I like ran juggernaut from the other side of the board. It was double walk. He had two of the three uh, legacy cures. The only way he wins is if he collects them all. Jugs is on like seven or six health. <laughs> I just, Double walk, double slide. I had enough power to triple slide, but I was like, I'm safe. Whatever. I'm good. <laughs> Didn't measure anything. I was like, there's no way that he can get me. So I double walk, double slide. I'm I'm safe. Whoops. Actually, I wasn't. Get one shot. He collects both of them. Mission uh mission objects uh to Hulk and I lose on <laughs> the uh deadly uh deadly virus. No oh, wow. Whoops. Um, so that's not a great way to uh, to lose a game because uh, I was lazy and didn't measure anything out, right? Uh, it wasn't a clock thing. I was like, yeah, I got this in the bag, right? Uh, so uh, I don't want to do that again. Um, my, my goal for myself is to be uh, uh, the best Brotherhood player there. Sorry, Mike. Um, I want to <laughs> uh, – you're, you're giving me hope now that you're playing – you're doing dual – um, doing dual, uh, um, yeah, with, with hellfire with hellfire. Uh, so that's, that's giving me hope, um, over my roster. Uh, so I've, I've been going back and forth. Um, I'm really feeling super comfortable with a dual X-Men roster. Um, as Mike, you know, was, was saying, um, mags and mystique, um, struggle a little bit with push to flips. Um, they're, not impossible, and it's not like the worst thing in the world, but it is uncomfortable. Um, and I don't love mags on any of the push to flips. Like I said, it's doable, but it's not great. I don't super love it. 
Um, so that's the, some of the questions I've been trying to answer is what, you know, what happens if I get one of those? So um, I've been playing a lot of Cyclops leadership. Um, being able to have uh, in my roster, I have Cyclops, Rogue, Colossus. It helps that two of those three X-Men are also Brotherhood characters. Um, so it gives me a lot of flexibility. Rogue, I play a whole bunch. Um, Colossus doesn't see the field a whole bunch. Um, but uh, Cyclops has really been um, doing wonders for me since his rework. Um, I really appreciate, uh, you know, the things that he can do, especially on like Mutant Madman. Um, I, it's there's some really cool shenanigans, um, and I think it's a neat uh, a neat way to give some of my opponents some questions. I have three leaders that I could potentially play um, and not have it be a major deal. So I like that that kind of dirt that turns zero. Mm -hmm. Questions, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I could go Cyclops here. I could go Mags here. Uh, maybe I go Mystique, Mystique here. You know, I like um, having those options. Uh, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable into Inhumans CGR, which I don't know how prevalent that will be, but I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable into that. My wife has uh, been abusing me at home. Someone said help, <laughs> but um, just too much power. It's just, just too much power. It's scary. Um, but I've been feeling um, a little bit better into that matchup. Um, I actually ran X-Men into it the other day um, just to see, is this possible at 15? Um, and it was not bad. Uh, but four four wide? Uh, going four wide. Yep. Yeah, I think that's that's important to note because that's, that's one of the reasons I was considering switching things around because if you play Magneto the only four wide magneto you're bringing at 15 involves a toad who is completely useless on researcher right like, yeah. yep he's going he's going to get blown off the board by you know a cgr i think toad is great in a cgr uh in other scenarios but at 15 it's not great so i kind of like the idea of of trying some emma stuff that's four wide uh yeah. that's i think a little bit better cuz you want to be able to go last to, to displace like if you're playing at star lord hulk uh cgr I think being able to go last to displace a Hulk and win a researcher it could could be. I I don't know. I don't know what the right call is, but that might it, be it, better. Yeah, I mean it depends. It what was really good. Depends what you're playing. Right, if, if you're yeah. going uh, like something like um, Rob's uh, expected fifteen involves his own CGR, you want you're going to want priority so you can see yes. the, the yeah. CGR before they get to go. You know what I mean, like. No, so for sure. it, it does depend on what you want to play, but I think in general that's a good point. Uh, going last against researcher is definitely a, a buff. Yeah, I think if you have your own CGR, that I don't think the Guardians player would want to bring Hulk because CGR just can can really dominate that character. But uh, if you're playing a more, I'm going to say fair, I mean, if you're playing a more fair uh, attrition style team, I think you want to be four wide maybe. I don't know if you how much you care about Pryo in those situations. Like I, I can definitely one round CGR with Magneto. The problem is if I'm killing CGR, then Hulk is tossing my guys around. So round two and three, I'm wasting actions to get back into the fight, or Hulk's just staggering me. So what am I, what am I doing with Magneto and Juggernaut there? You know, Hulk, Hulk doesn't push Magneto, but he throws him off the point, or he throws Juggernaut into Magneto. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I went through the same thing uh, similarly because while it's not my leader, I have um, you know my own Hulk, which is the six that Magneto yeah. is. So if I want to run four wide, it's looking like I think it's Daredevil, Hulk, Luke, Wong, uh, which at least Wong can help remove staggers. So it's not the worst thing in the world. He's not as useless as Toad. But it's not like Wolverine, Wolverine, Daredevil, uh, what's that? It's eighth right, so you got seven left. Like three fours and a three? Uh, oh, do, you have, do you have a third yeah, yes. four yes, that could that go is, there? That is the current team. Uh, what you yeah. said. Black Widow and Luke. Oh, Black Widow's not what I expect. Oh, because she can stun him. It is. Pray that Luke can keep them alive for one of them to spike. Yeah, I think that's important to note. Like, I know you're making kind of a joke there, but I I think that's legitimately a strategy. I I mean, it it is a joke, but at the same time, like, my goal is to just throw a bunch of dice. No, you're right. Let the dice do their work for him. I got Wolverine who can charge, even if I'm just charging in place. And just hey, if I roll a bunch of wilds, like, sorry for you, but like that's that's I, I think that sometimes you just have to, uh, you know, kind of recognize your outs and not like yeah. completely butcher your list to worry about one specific scenario, when at best you can get like a sixty forty matchup or a seventy thirty matchup, if you think about it in those terms. Uh, like, am I gonna make my whole list weaker just to give myself a thirty percent chance to win? Uh, mm-hmm. Just throwing numbers out there, but like, I'll, I'll do I'll do what I can with the list I have. Put together the team that maybe gives me a five, ten, and I'll say I'll take it. But I mean that's a great point, and oh, I want to ask you guys because this is something that I I really struggle with internally. Is did you make any concessions in your crisis mm-hmm. because guardians or webs are so good at X? So I one of the reasons I swapped off of my, my traditional brotherhood was like I I don't know if I can win on Researcher and Gamma against Guardians because I've tested it with Art and it felt so bad and I played against myself 10 times and it felt so bad that I was like I, I think I might just change my list up and I, and I did um, but you could also just not play against Guardians I, my attitude is I know three people <laughs> three of our seven people locally are bringing CGR so it's 50% almost 50% of our local field but you could still dodge them uh, my plan at Everwinter was to dodge Guardians, and it was awesome game plan for the first five games. <laughs> like, I don't like. Are you guys making any concessions? Because I know Ben, you're a, a demons lover for Magneto. Um, are you guys still running things like Demons Researcher, etc., and just saying either I will get lucky against Guardians or I'll avoid them entirely? Uh, yeah, personally, I don't run Demons just because it neuters my yeah the like Daredevil and everything, but uh, I'm just running Researcher still. Yeah, for for me, I, I'm very much of the of the ilk of if this crisis combination is better against seventy percent of you know the the field I'm gonna come against, I I can't game plan around thirty percent, right? Um, so if I now I, I expect to see um, like the a massive amount of X Men Brotherhood last year. I'm fully expecting to see a bunch of Guardians um, CGR nonsense. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm hoping for the the quality of our community to be better than that and not do that. <laughs> but um, at the same time, uh, Demons Researcher, I actually feel okay. Um, I actually don't think it's just a, an instant lose. 
uh, the one that makes me a little bit more nervous um, in a CGR, uh, in a Guardian CGR is uh, is 15 because yeah. Star Lord CG, CGR Hulk is stupid. Um, I I just hate that. Uh, I hate that on a lot of levels. Um, yeah, but bring bring that up. I want to get your guys' opinion on this because it's been something I've been tooling around in my mind for a little bit. Um, and I'd like to get all, all of your opinions on it too. Will, feel free to chime in. Mm-hmm. Win the prior roll. Choose whether you want priority or not. Yes, thank Thoughts? you. I I've yeah. been saying that forever. I hate winning prior. Uh, I would rather pick threat against guardians or against cabal or against whatever than my secures or extracts. Yeah, I agree Mag- with that. Give me Magneto nineteen twenty against anybody, and I'm confident. Uh, I'm not confident at fifteen. I to Jeff's point, I think I win. 15 guardians gamma if if i lose prio you win prio i think i lose but i feel super super confident that my 15 beats guardian fifth i actually think i beat cgr hulk star lord more often than not if i lose prio is that is your four there apex or colossus it's not four it's three it's it's mags mystique hulk Oh, and and I, I've tested a fair amount, and when I'm forced to go first, is not great. So, hear me out. Then you get in a situation where you lost Prio, and it's I don't know Gamma and no, we'll say Researcher and Demons. Mm-hmm. So you can choose between nineteen and fifteen. You choose fifteen. I feel, I feel much more confident at at fifteen then. Than nineteen. Because if if I lose Prio in a Guardians at nineteen, they take two no. characters that can disperse Hulk and punish me, where I only have to deal with one, you know, Hulk v, v Hulk. And my mystique, and and mags into their Hulk, with the amount of throws, uh, mystique turns off all of your shenanigans. Right, you, you you don't get anything. And four dice into four dice. I mean, it's, it's dicey, but it's a lot of dice. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will probably remove their Hulk by hopes. Um, you know, turn three. So. Uh, if things go the way that I want them to go, um, so it's a it's a really interesting game. But uh, uh, yeah, if that if that happens, I probably go fifteen. If I lose Prio into a Guardians player, because I'd rather deal with CGR Hulk Star Lord than CGR Hulk uh, Star Lord Bill. Uh, what is that? That's yeah, that's 19. yeah, yeah, that's nineteen. I'd ra- I'd rather deal with the lack of Bill. Because then I bring Apex. Um, I, I, or I, I'd like maybe do some some goofy stuff, um, but it. Bill, Bill, <laughs> Bill, CGR Hulk is not great. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's it's a really hard matchup, at least in my opinion. So. Yeah, that's that's fair. So, 
this is something I ask a lot of people in the community, um, is if you're going into that matchup at 15, which of those two targets are you going for, CGR or Hulk? Because you, you have to focus on one. You can't spread the damage around. Yep. Um, and I feel like the prevailing wisdom from most people I talk to is you take down Hulk first. But a few people I've talked to prefer taking down CGR first because he's the one that's going to do more damage. But Hulk gives out staggers and throws. So what do you, what do you think, Jeff? I think the caveat is, A, whether they have no matter the cost. Um, mm -hmm. I think that changes the, the dynamic quite a bit. But um, also... How so? Well, um, so if they have no matter the cost, they're probably... They're, they're going to get their two spenders off regardless. So then it might, it might not matter as much. But if they don't have no matter the cost, giving them that extra power to get another spender off is going to be relevant. And the second thing that it hinges on is if CGR is crazy. If he has his psychosis token, then I think you go plan A, which is, which is to take out Hulk. If you catch him with a bad power roll and he is not crazy, then all of a sudden, you know, he's not counting skulls. It's pretty relevant. It's a lot easier to take him out. But I don't want to do that if he's not bringing no matter the cost. Because that's likely going to give him a second spender. True. Whereas, so it's like it's like a two-part thing. If there's no no matter the cost and he loses a psychosis early on, like, um, like you know, t say top of round two, he's just not crazy, then I could be like, okay, I haven't put too much damage into Hulk yet. I can throw it all. I can like go with the CGR game plan. Um, I, I might have said that backwards with the, with the no no matter the cost thing, but basically... I just don't want to give him spender if he's not going to get it. But if he's going to get it anyway because of the card, then um, you know might as well just keep going with Hulk. Fair. Yeah, one of the the interesting things that I've been seeing about people how they respond to CGR is, you know, and I'm been surprised by it, but um, is they don't love dispersing CGR because oh well he can just spend power to come back. Um, my thought process is if he's spending power to come back and to pull me off, now there's a, a greater chance that he's not spendering me and that he may not go crazy. Sure. Those are both wonderful things. Um, and, uh, you know, in my last couple of test games um, with this 15 Mystique Hulk bags, um, just dispersing uh, CGR was really, really clutch. Just, just all right. See you later. I'm over here, and now you got to deal with a 20 health character, uh, a stealth character, and then a character that's potentially rolling six dice with cover. I mean, all none of those are super great um, matchups. Um, where you know, God forbid, if he whiffs one, then I'm I'm much more comfortable. Um, and I have found that those games get really, really technical really quick. If you miss position uh, just once, uh, I have found that um, I'm able to jump on it and uh, and then you get the train rolling. Those are the games where you make one mistake, you just lose, right? Um, yeah, those so. are games where the Magneto Construct placement is also important. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That's something that I think a lot of... Magneto players don't think about when they're starting out is those constructs are so important and you don't want to throw them away 
willy-nilly. Like, I try not to throw constructs if I can, and hopefully I've placed them in an intelligent way um, to prevent those pushes from the opponent's Hulk or uh, prevent... CGR can obviously still get this incinerate off, but at least, like, I'm still maybe on the researcher or something. Because yep. Magneto with, like, cover uh, and rolling six or five dice, I guess, is, is pretty darn good. Uh, into CGR still. Like, people assume every attack from CGR is doing 44 damage, and that's just not the case. <laughs> yeah. like I, I I played Magic Nick the other night, and he was an awesome practice partner into Inhumans, and, you know, he was powering up his CGR, and, like, I, it was really Black Bolt that, like, took out my Ultron. Like, CGR was good, but he wasn't... He he whiffed plenty of times. And granted, yep. winging, winging it tokens is a little different. That's the... That thing is stupid on CGR, but... <clears throat> it... Sometimes he's still going to whiff. Yeah, it, it still comes down to dice. Uh, and go figure, rolling six or five dice is better than rolling three or two dice. Right? Um, so that's how I've always viewed it. Um, uh, again, I it really, at least for me, comes down to you know priority. Um, and it still gets a, you know, a little dicey. I'm also much more comfortable, and maybe this is, I just, you know, I'm a weird player. Um, I play a little bit more, more cagey, you know, with my mags. So the last two games, um, that I played into this, I, I've been wrapping a lot into Inhumans and, uh, and Guardians CGR. Cause again, I just expect to see a bunch of them. Um, and so I've been just going through the, the meat grinder and the last couple of games I've been playing Asteroid M on like turn four, turn five. Um, yeah. and uh, those are game-changing moments, you know. Oh, you think you've got mags in a bad spot? See you, bye. You know, I just asteroid M onto the back point to keep mags alive, um, and now you can rotate. And Mystique's coming up and putting herself in in martial artist range. Um, you know, I've got sacrifice, so she can sacrifice the spender into Hulk, right? So you're spending into Hulk. Whoops. Well, now you're hitting Mystique. So. Um, that's important. I heard you mention. So you're playing Sack and Indom. Yeah, Sack and Indom. Yep. Same. I think that everybody like Deception's obviously a great card, and I don't know if you feel this way, but uh, Rob and I talked about this a bit. That we just feel like, and I think Rob might still be bringing Deception, but we were saying like we're playing against smart players, and they're not going to get hit by Deception turn one. Like yep. you're just these guys are just not going to get hit by Deception turn one. It was great for me. You know, in in the TTS league or playing in, in different opponents, but I would not expect to hit any of the three of you with deception if we sat down for a game. Mm. Uh, I don't hit any of our locals with deception turn one because everyone's playing around it. You know, and when I played against Rob uh, recently, you know, he brought deception, and I just didn't get hit by it the whole game. Yep. I positioned the entire game. We would play like four rounds on on not a not a tight E map. It was on Mutant Mad Men. And senators we played, and I never got hit by deception, because locally we're all awful and bring just the the <laughs> most disgusting stuff every Tuesday. So like you just get used to it. So I think that if I brought deception, just one of the reasons I swapped off of Mystique Brotherhood, I just I just don't think I'm going to hit the good players with that. So I didn't feel like I had a huge advantage with it. Yeah, I think yeah. it used to have a merit for um, you know a mental text. But giving up a restricted card slot for a mental tax is not good enough. Yeah. It was one of those cards where it was like, if you slip up, this will wreck your day. 
but if you're a good enough player, I'm not expecting to get a good deception off on you. I'm just ex- I'm just using it to put that mental tax on you because it's it's here, it's looming. But to give up a restricted card spot for it is not really worth it. And, and, and in our, yeah, and we're not playing. If we're playing Brotherhood, neither one of us are are trying to bring Mystique every single game. If you're going yep. Mystique led as your primary, then I think Deception is the right call. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I mean I shared it in the Brotherhood chat when it when it first you know dropped when Deception went restricted. Tried to bestow some wisdom, you know, of of that exact thing, right? If you're if if you're trying to play Mags as as many games as as possible, Deception is no longer on the roster because mm-hmm. it is not worth the the restricted spot for the possibility of ha ha gotcha right um, especially on a higher level uh, playing field that's not gonna, the the best time to be able to play it is you hope you get a cheeky days and then you know double tap with the uh, the deception right mm-hmm. uh, but that's a lot of ifs buts maybes for a restricted card where I can play sack almost every scenario right yeah. there's very seldom times where like oh man i got sack left and i don't know what to do <laughs> you know yeah. yeah it's a it's a really strong card uh, also, so if you're running a six threat magneto five threat juggernaut six threat hulk uh helios laser i don't know if people are like all on stark armory now because that's what it seems like it is on discord but if people are still playing helios like having a sacrifice is so helpful uh, to prevent Helios lasers and then CGR's personal Helios nonsense. Uh, <laughs> like, I want to keep my Magneto alive, and he's just, he can die a lot more easily than maybe some of the other big boys. So having yep. sacrifice there for him or for Juggernaut when you're trying to close a game out and not getting Helios, I think is really, really important for the way I want to play. And as much as I love Deception, um, I don't really miss it since I've been running Sack and Indom which are also great for Emma and my, my Hellfire crew. Yeah, like I said, I, I think, um, you know, if if Deception, you know, becomes a Brotherhood only, um, you know, comes off restricted, then yeah, it goes, you know, you make room for it, right? Um, but uh, until that day comes, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy, you know, with uh, where I'm at. So, you know, the, the ro- this roster feels... Um, you know, pretty strong. I've got a plan for um, for push to flips. I've got a webs plan. I've got my senators plan. You know, um, you know. So this this roster really um, is pretty comfortable everywhere. It may not be this you know super optimized uh, as strong as it could be in some scenarios, um, but I don't think it's overly weakened in its um, in its intent on. The strong points, right? So you run into an Avengers team. Um, I feel like, you know, I still feel pretty strong, you know, into an Avengers or some some other stuff. So um, you never know. I, might, I, I want the round one winner guard player. That's what I want. Me, <laughs> um, and watch me lose. I'm gonna eat my words, you know, <laughs> and be like, oh, I'll just get wrecked by round one winner guard player. But um, you know, except this this roster feels pretty good, you know, and also having the flexibility to go X-Men seems, seems pretty good. So I'm, I'm really happy with where, where it is right now. You got anything huh. else for us, Paul? 
No, man, I don't have anything else. You guys, you guys pretty much cover all I wanted to cover with LVO. Because I will be watching from afar and brewing for next year. So, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for you guys to go out there. I'm excited for you guys to represent the team well. I'm excited for all the post-game dinners and all that stuff you guys are going to do. So, it's going to be super fun, and I wish you guys luck. Well, thank Thanks, you. buddy. Nope. What about, uh, you know, near future, if you want to share anything... Well, what do you got cooking up? Well, right now I'm, I'm running with an X-Men list that I keep playing around with. I'm going to be bringing it to uh, the tournament this Saturday in, at East Coast Gamers, which is all about power denial and taxing. It's my X-Men death and taxes roster. <laughs> Loki and Pyro are best friends because having a Loki bubble and then having Pyro root you to make you pay two for extra for all your superpowers is just annoying and terrible. And then... um. Rogue and Jean Grey sapping power off of you to keep you from even furthering the power is is great. Also, Psylocke does the same thing. I missed Ritual Strategy because they did have it in the list for a while because it was helpful to start with Storm and then bounce to Cyclops. But I'm adjusting because Mental Domination is just a really good card. Indeed it is. But, um... Yeah, I'm having fun with the roster right now. I know it's all going to get shaken up in March because I'm already practicing like, oh, look, if I have a long move kitty bounce off somebody, she can steal a scroll <laughs> and things like that. Um, I, I want a, a big old fat base in X-Men. I don't know who to put in there. Colossus. No, fatter, like a big, like a big thick base. I'm also trying to think of one that still contributes to the game plan, which admittedly isn't really a lot. Because does, does OG Modoc sap? Uh, I think so. On his builder, right? Maybe. Uh, the original Modoc saps power, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, he's a possibility just a, for a big old fatty base. But as it is, I have two fives in my list, and right now Loki isn't going anywhere, but. The whole list may be changing when all the new guys drop. I know definitely Iceman and Shadowcat are probably going to make it in that list. Because <laughs> I have high hopes for Iceman, and we've already seen Shadowcat's card. But, uh, Shadowcat's going to be fun. Yeah. She's, she, I mean, she doesn't hit hard, but she basically shuts off crits, which is nice. She's just the objective runner, so... Yeah, that's what I'm cooking up right now. Right now, it's just... Uh, X-Men and my Hydra list that has shenanigans in there because I can't not build a shenanigan Hydra list. I tried. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> cannot build it. <laughs> yeah, I, I need my Zemo versatile strategy. Start with six cards. Go back down to five. Go back up to six. I need it all. <laughs> um, but no, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to play more competitive this year, so I'm, I'm probably going to stick with X-Men for a while because X-Force is still in timeout. But, um... Yeah, so that's the focus for this year. I'm going to try to start hitting tournaments and qualifiers and all that stuff. So hopefully next year, I'll be in LVO with you guys. That'd be good. I think it's important like it. to note that you um, kind of are off on a... Uh, with a bad foot when it comes to that since you run our LVO events, our local, local ones. Yeah. And and by, by rules, you're not allowed to compete in them. So I think it's uh, 
and I'm not playing oh, ACO yeah. this year because I'll be helping uh, Brian with that one too. Again, so. that's another one. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be a journey, but I also think it's one that you can do. So. Yeah. Hopefully. Got to come to the Q's, man. Come up our neck of woods. Uh, um, that's the plan in February. I might actually go up there. So. We have uh, we have Will's uh, MCP New Year's resolution. What's everyone else's? Uh, Mike. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, no, you go first because I don't know. Yeah. I I would like uh, this may be a lofty goal, but I I'd like to uh, get on the leaderboard for for another affiliation as well. Mm. Um, I think that would be cool. There was a lot of fun as I was trying to make the grind to to be you know top brotherhood, and I've had this top brotherhood for a while now. Um, so. So it's really cool. Um, that was really fun because it, it just forced me to kind of think um, in a different way than than I was before, and that I ha- and I've not been thinking that way for a while. So uh, now, what that affiliation is, I don't know. Um, Winter Guard got a couple. Uh, no, <laughs> no, bad will. Uh, <laughs> I've suffered enough, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, uh, part of part of me is like my heart's towards Asgard. I think as you know, the new stuff coming out for for Asgard is 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 really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, maybe Asgard, um, uh, maybe it's Wakanda. I think you know Wakanda does some cool. Uh, obviously, I'm you know um, a big fan of slaps. So you know, it's never don't don't you worry uh, about. And it's never going to be freaking <laughs> web warriors where oh look at me thwip. Ooh, look, 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 look at me. Um, so I don't have to worry about that nonsense. So that's, that's my new year's resolution. What about you, Mike? Uh, I think I I really wanted last year that by the end of LVO for me to be in that top, like three brotherhood spot on Longshanks, but I think I'm just going to put them down and although I might, I might pick mags back up for, for a reason. I want to uh, I want to find something in the game other people aren't doing and doing it. So that's why mm-hmm. I, so there's still a potential for mags because I was thinking about exploring and I have been exploring more five wide setups and more scenario focused Magneto just empowering the team. Something I've been doing over the last like two months or so and I've liked it a lot. Um, but I think I might do some either Dormammu or. But something in the game not a lot of other people are doing and just explore that for a bit and be a pioneer somewhere. I felt like I was doing a little bit of that with Brotherhood because no one was playing them for a while. Uh, and it was kind of fun. But it's also lonely. I, I've been really enjoying learning Hellfire Club and talking to people every day about it. But uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to maybe maybe Foes, maybe it's Dormammu, I, I don't know. Something that is less explored and, and do those average. Maybe Steve won. Winter Guard. Uh, shut up, Will. <laughs> uh, foes, foes. Uh, with the the new stuff coming out, I mean that Sandman model is is just cool enough, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I expect uh, some of them to be crimson. So maybe I'll go like Shadowlands Daredevils. Something that's really interested me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you don't see him a bunch tomorrow. No, I still think that leadership is is pretty sweet. And uh, I, I, one thing I was talking about is Vodka Blitz is really down on Kingpin. Those Montreal guys keep crap talking kingpin and the danger room guys keep crap talking kingpin so i'm kind of like what if i played kingpin what if i found something with kingpin that people aren't doing like kingpin plus kaiju or something different i don't know 
Uh, that's my goal for 2024 is find something different and be the guy where people are like, huh, I didn't expect to see that. I will say over the summer, Modoc Criminals was super fun to play. That does not interest. I, I mean, I could not be less interested in something. It's, <laughs> it's so fun, though. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Something about that that guy, I don't know, it just does not appeal to me. Hmm. Jeff, what about you, bud? Uh, my New Year's resolution is to be the number one Brotherhood player, Mystique only. <laughs> uh, you're getting slapped. You're just you're getting slapped. <laughs> no, um, honestly, uh, shout outs to, to Insidiously Mad, who just overtook um, uh, Res Resfon, I think his name is, on, on yeah. the Defenders number one. I'd like to I'd like to nab that, but I also have a feeling that after LVO, I'm going to be exploring some convocation again, which I'm looking forward to. So um, I think something that would be cool is if I could end the year still in top five of defenders and get back to top five on convocation in in the world. I think I'm still top five in North America, but yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um. But yeah, I just I just want to play something else again. Uh, Defenders have been really good, but I just want to take a little bit of a break. I don't know if it'll be a super extended break. Uh, I'm not gonna be on. I'm like I'm gonna be honest with you. My convocation dreams might get cut short when Nightcrawler comes out. <laughs> Nightcrawler's a wizard too. Well, I, he'll he'll be slapping wizards. Is what he'll be doing. <laughs> slapping uh, wizards. And so if if people are gonna be running a lot of Nightcrawler, then convocation. Might might not be where I end up, but I, I think I, I do want to find at least a little bit of another affiliation to, to explore as well. And right now it's going to be um, maybe trying out solo defenders and like a convocation list, um, like those two and going back and forth. But I, I, w mm. I will say, although it was a joke, of course, I did play a mystique only uh, like an affiliation list tonight at my local running and like the goal is to go like super wide i went like six wide at 17 and that was a lot of fun so maybe, maybe i'll i'll get some games in with that but like it's 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 fun i don't think it's, it's fun you're just having some magic withdrawals is uh is what i what i'm hearing just gonna, <laughs> i just gotta wiggle my fingers and do spells and stuff yeah there's this well the problem is i'm playing defenders again but there's not enough strange in my life and that was the whole reason that's why a, I got into Defenders. <laughs> like, Daredevil, Daredevil's been great and, and everything, but like... Put Strange Supreme in there, man. I Someone mean, called that, the that's, that, Yeah, that, that is why I'm saying Solo Defenders, because I don't yeah. think Strange Supreme fits in the duel list, like ever, but um, fitting him in Solo Defenders, I think uh, one of the best reasons that we have a new leader now is that we can play... Uh, supreme strange yeah i'm telling you that first weekend the changes came out i had that was my list for the tournament the next day and it was like i hulk strange or strange supreme and daredevil go and it was super fun <laughs> slapping everybody yeah, just gotta yeah. slap some people exactly yeah. yeah solo defenders looks to be looks to be fun i i think uh i still think that the defenders webs is a little bit more competitive but I, I don't I think I think solo solo defenders has a spot. Mm -hmm. So I'll be probably exploring that and convocation the most. Yeah. I am on the convocation side of things a little bit afraid of Nightcrawler, but <laughs> maybe, maybe like I won't know until I put it into play. Exactly. I really want to I want to really really want to try out um, new voodoo. Uh, I you know 
I don't say it's a merit if I say it's a voodoo change, because I think that there are some, uh, while obviously Brother Daniel got nerfed, the throw on the builder is pretty relevant for the attrition side of things. It's pretty good, yeah. So um, I really want to get back into Convocation with a focus on learning when and when not to hurt that leadership. It's something I didn't explore a ton when I was playing Convocation. I was just playing it as if there was one leadership most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into that where I can maybe get a little bit more offensive and start getting some rerolls in there and using them that way. Yeah. It all sounds good, man. But we have been running almost an hour 45. It's a thick podcast today. So I think we are going to wrap it up unless anybody else has anything else to say. Negative. Okay. So, um, Jeff, you want to plug your... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I was going um, to say right after LVO, we are still doing that um, that event over uh, under the Dice Fest in Chicopee, Massachusetts. I think we got about eight people signed up already, so it's going to be a nice three-round event. And uh, going to be some, some good times for a good cause. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people there for um, more time, and just the people that run it are super cool. And uh, the same day of that is Commander, if people like magic. So nice. come, on, come on down for that. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is New Jersey got a new uh, gaming store. If anyone used to play at the old uh, Mythicos Mawa location, a new store opened up in that same location with the people that used to run the Mythicos Mawa store, and it's called Rogue State Gaming, and they just had their opening weekend, so it's uh, it's nice to be back for those in New York and North Jersey. And then um, our Red Seal tournament, our next tournament is actually going to be starting on February 17th, um, first tournament of the year, or just going to be a standard tournament. Um, our LVO qualifier is going to be March 2nd, so that's exciting. Um, other than that, yeah. Anybody else got anything? That's it. Nope, I'm good. All right, man. Well, we will see you in a couple weeks after LVO. That'll probably be our next show. You guys could talk about all your experiences. And hopefully, if one of the winners is one of our guys, we'll have him on too. (laughs) And uh, Mike should be on the next show as well because he couldn't make it tonight. So, yeah. Other than that, I'm Will. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. I'm Ben. All right. We'll see you next time.